back at it again, episode 10, season 2. I'm one of your co-hosts, Daniel Perez. And I am Messi Morales, and we are your Unqualified Heroes. Today, we got another special episode, and we're joined by a very special guest. He has amazing content, so we welcome you, Mr. Marvel. There we go, there we go. go. Unmute, unmute it. I appreciate y'all having me on tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun. I've been listening to all your episodes, getting caught up. I love y'all's content, so I'm honored to be here. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate that. So uh, we'll just go ahead and jump right in. We got James Gunn talking about Marvel, DC crossover, everybody's uh, nerdy wet dream. And I, I just got a question for you, or for both of you really, is his quote was, when he was asked if it's going to happen, he said, it's more likely now that I'm in charge. Um, one, do you think this actually happens sometime in the future, whether it's 5, 10, 15 years in the future? And two, if, it, if you do think it, it'll happen, how far, like, how many years do you think it's going to take? I'll start with you, Mr. Marvel. I mean, we know that Superman Legacy isn't coming out until, what, 2025, Right. And that's if it's on track, which no movie today is ever on track. So let's just say, theoretically, we have to wait until the beginning or middle of 2026 to see if he can take the reins. But you got to think, James Gunn, uh, Peter Safran, I mean, with those two together leading DC, anything is possible right now. Yeah, so I... I, I... It could happen. It, it happened in the comics, so why not happen on on on, on live action? Um, like you said, Mister Marvel, it, it could take years for for that to happen. It honestly, it could be by when we're in our fifties. Um, I'm twenty three, so like we're gonna be like walking in canes, going to the theater, like getting our tickets to see Superman fighting Thor in a big screen. So it could be years for for that to for that possibility to happen. I think if we get this, I'd say I'd give it 10 years. 10 years from from now because like like he was saying, Superman, which is kind of the beginning of his stuff, is in 2025. And you, you got to give it some time to at least finish out its first chapter, which could potentially take a couple years. So then we go into, say, 2030, and then whatever Marvel's doing at the time, phase what seven eight um i don't even know and the thing is say we do get this marvel dc crossover what are we what are we getting because we already got you know they're not gonna bring back iron man and captain america and if they do say they do that for secret wars and they're like oh this is just a cameo you're telling me they're gonna do another thing and come back for the third time, it's like, bro, you might as well have just kept them here in the first place. Plus, they're going to be mad old. So I don't see that happening. So it's like, if you do even have this Marvel DC crossover, you might not even have the characters that you would, you know, the star characters that you would want in the movie. I, I, if it does happen, they're probably going to recast everybody because, like, God knows when that will be. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing it also in animation. Animation is rocking with DC. Um, so if they, if live action is not the way, uh, I think RDJ can still do voice acting. He's old. So 
maybe that could be another possibility of seeing it. I like hmm. the idea about animation because DC live action are super dark, super dirty, and super awesome, but it's not the Marvel way. So I would see an animation before a live. Right? I, their, their animation is, is top game. Like, mm-hmm. there's no competing with that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they can't take it live action. An animation is the way to do it. That was a really interesting take with the animation because we already have some phenomenal animation. Well, animation in the in the cinematic world with Into the Spider Verse kind of first bringing it out. Now we're seeing uh, Ninja Turtles kind of doing something similar. Puss in Boots, the second one, top tier movie. Uh, also kind of interesting animation. So, like, we're getting all these cool animations that we really haven't seen before in the past. So, I I would actually really buy into, into that Marvel DC animation and make it much easier because you're probably going to have a bunch of different characters. And if you want to do certain actors that are already past a certain age, voice acting, there you go. They don't have to look a certain way because you just need their voice. So yeah. uh, I really like that. The other thing regarding James Gunn is one of his projects, Creature Commandos, one of the earlier projects, uh, the casting got announced. And while I don't have the full cast with me, Messi might, there are two that stood out to me, which was Frank Grillo, uh, casted as Rick Flag, and David Harbour, also seen in multiple projects is Frankenstein. And to me, once I once I heard this casting, honestly I I couldn't help but laugh because I I say it all the time as a joke, but it's it's really not a joke. James Gunn uses actors like recycling. He he'll reuse, reduce, recycle like if you were in a project with him before, you're going to be in a project with him later on. Which is just really funny to me. So I don't. What What do you guys think about this? You can go ahead. I mean, I am so ready for it. I I don't want to drop this bomb, but it's going to be Rick Flag Senior, not Rick Flag that we know from Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad and Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, right, right. So he's, he's going to be his dad. But you've got so many characters that they are bringing into this. Uh, Princess um, Ayana, what is it? Uh, Rostovic. Uh, the Bride, uh, Niana Markutsu, I don't know how to pronounce her name, uh, but there are going to be some awesome ca- characters. And then you have Alan Tudyk coming in, and he's going to be awesome because his wife actually choreographed or cho- what was the choreographer for the dance in opening of Peacemaker. Mm, and I really? mean, Alan Tudyk is, he's got his hands in everything. So that's oh, going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, it's a very diverse. Uh diverse cast i was not expecting to to see david harbour I, I come to jump the bridge go to the dc uh stuff right now he's filming um the thunderbolts and all that stuff right now for marvels so i, I was kind of surprised to see him and i know frank um he's done with marvel after he they did him dirty on civil war with his character uh he was um there's a recent interview with him saying like if if they want to bring him back do whatever they want but i'm done with marvel uh, I'm going back. I'm going. I'm literally jumping the bridge yeah. and going to DC. And and 
hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, I, I cannot. He's the most anticipated character that I, I, I want to see on, on this whole roster of characters here. And we got a bunch of people jumping bridges left and right from Marvel to DC and DC to Marvel. Um, I, I, I think it partially comes to the fact that the casting crew, like the directors and stuff like that, are already familiar with them. They know that they're good at certain, you know, this genre of movies. And two, we like them in these type of movies. So why not why not put them in more superhero genre films or shows? Um, because we're already we're already used to it. So like you guys are saying, this is actually low key a stack cast, even though it's just their voices, it's Look, voice acting matters. <laughs> Let's be real. Voice acting matters, and and it's and it's kind of hard. So I I'm digging it. I'm ready for it, and I, I'm pretty excited. I I think I don't remember where I had it ranked under my my hype rankings for the DC project. Um, but I will ask you, Mr. Marvel, because you obviously weren't here for that. What what are you like most excited for in in this slate of 10 projects that he had announced, even though there's, he hasn't fully announced everything, but in this projects, what are you most excited for and least excited for? I mean, I'm definitely most excited for Superman legacy that just hands down Superman's my jam. I mean, I am Mr. Marvel, but you can't top Superman. I, he's just a badass. Um, I really don't think I have anything on the low side of the list. I feel like they're all going to be even until I see Superman and again, it goes back to what I said before. Once I see that movie, I'm going to really be able to gauge where we're going with the new DC universe. Mm, that's good. Uh, Messi actually had said something before quite a long time ago in regarding that. He said, Superman is really going to be the telling of <laughs> of the future of DC. That yeah. if, if that bombs, then... That's it. The, uh, James Gunn will probably be done. Um, and the expectations are really, really high for for a, this Superman movie because after what they did with Henry Cavill, um, with teasing him, he's coming back, and then a couple months later saying they dropped him, and then James Gunn said he never was hired for the Superman role for his movie. Um, the, 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 the heat is on him, like, is really high, and the expectation that people will like him to see, to see it on this movie, but people are, are so mad about Henry Cavill being fired, quote-unquote, never hired. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a movie bomb. I think everything after is not going to be that great money-wise, quality-wise, and, and how the movie will, will look. James Gunn will give it his best. We've seen his work before, and, and with the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and Suicide Squad, we see his work, and his work is pretty good. But, yet again, it's our job to to make it happen for any other future projects. If we don't go see it, nothing's going to be big. So, hope it doesn't bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that uh, was interesting that I, I didn't really have in my notes is the, the, the box office with Shazam 100% bombed, and now we're being told that Blue Beetle is going to be connected to James Gunn's DCU. And I, I wonder, I don't know what you guys' theory on this is, but my theory is I think they, they came out and announced this so it could do better in the box office because I think part of the reason Shazam bombed is people didn't want to see a movie that was no longer going to be connected to future DC. Mm -hmm. 
What do you guys think? I mean, I agree with that. We were supposed to have, you know, The Rock's Black Adam as our either in credits or our big villain. And he said no. And whatever <laughs> The Rock says, you know, that, that goes. Yeah. Um, so I think that really screwed up the movie. But, I mean, Zachary Levi, he portrayed Shazam almost perfectly. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he's having a meltdown on, you know, Instagram lives <laughs> yep, yeah. about this. Um, it, it sucks to see that because, I mean, we saw him in, you know, in Thor as one of the Warriors three. And, you know, that went nowhere. So mm-hmm. I very, wanted to give him very forgettable another shot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and when he took that role. Yeah. They, I'm sorry. When he, when he took that role, he was told that that will bring him deeper into the mcu really and that, that was a total lie right there dang yeah they... <laughs> yeah they give him off yeah. in the next movie he, he, yep. the first one he wasn't in it they recast him and then he put Starky levi mm-hmm. in the second one and the third one they just kill him off in the beginning they're like that was the biggest lie and then he and then he, he came to the dc universe and he did mm-hmm. such great uh, danny hated the movie i don't understand i and, hated the first one i liked the second he hate, one he hates Levi. i don't know why. i very much like the second movie he killed it he like you said he portrayed the character like like he brought the comic to live action that's literally what he did and the second one he killed it again but like you said the rock says something and then people just follow what the yep. rock says and now we're here yeah it's very sad to see him on the state that he is. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, but moving on from the DC universe, we got some Marvel news with a very anticipated movie being Deadpool three. And that is that Colossus and Vanessa, who is Deadpool's lover in the previous two films are coming back, which is kind of cool because just a couple weeks ago, the actress who plays Vanessa was asked if she was going to be in Deadpool 3, and she's like, uh, we haven't come to any terms, so as of right now, no. And then next thing you know, they came to terms. So <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if they were ever talking and, or they, if they were still going through the contract like litigations to see if for her to be in the movie, but somehow, someway, very shortly after that interview, she got signed. And it's going to be really cool because... Those are two characters we love to see. But one thing, I, I, unless I'm mistaken, I haven't heard anything about Domino being being in the film, coming back, as she was in the first two. So it's interesting. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about uh, them coming coming back? I mean, if you look at it, those two characters, I mean, they really helped the franchise get it to where it is today. Um, I mean, shit, Wade went back in time to save Vanessa at the end of the movie. So that's a clear sign she's got to be in Deadpool 3. That's just how I look at it. But my question is, you know, will Negasonic Teenage Warhead make a return? That is huge in my mind because she just kind of tied things in and made everything super funny. Um, But then we know, you know, TJ Miller hated working with Ryan Reynolds and he's gone. Right. There was there was some definite Mm -hmm. beef within the Deadpool casting universe. And I I, I didn't honestly 
I don't know what happens to set because one, we're not there. But I, I think their chemistry in the movie w was done so well with those two characters. So it was kind of sad that they, I, like after the second movie finished and years happened because the second one was a couple of years ago. Now we know that the, they have been problems within each other. So I, I, is it Ryan Reynolds that hard to difficult to work with? Like his comedy, does, I guess, doesn't fit with everybody. Like I know they're both comedy actors, so. It was kind of weird to, to see that. And, and Domino, I don't know. She would be cool to come back, but she wasn't really, like, that really that important on the second movie. She was there for that, the, the X-Squad, and then they won because she got the lucky power. That's well, I it. just realized I had said Domino, and I meant Negasonic. I was thinking oh. about Domino because <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something else in regards to her, and I, I accidentally said her name too early. But, yes, I meant Negasonic. Yes, it's surprising that yeah. she hasn't been. Yeah, two different she characters. She hasn't been coming back. Well, her stunt double died in Deadpool two, so I feel mm -hmm. like she has to do a justice to her stunt double and come back. So we've got to see Domino. I, she she, she was a pretty cool character, and mm -hmm. plus she she got lucky on her side, so mm -hmm. nothing can can really stop her. But the what we have heard from Deadpool three is a a time travel movie and t time jumping or whatever you want to call it. I don't really think there's going to be much of the characters of the Deadpool universe going to be involved in this movie, unless they're like in the very beginning with this, um, with, with Vanessa in that case, in the beginning, we can see the, the aftermath of the second movie when he saves her from the bullet, we can see that. And then we can see Colossus, uh, as well for like a short period of time, but I don't think that we're going to be heavily involved in the movie has they were on the first two movies because what are they going to be following Wade and then eventually they're going to get um, Wolverine and then apparently the TVA is going to be involved in this because of the, the time he's fixing and like he fixed the timeline with the X-Men movies. That was pretty funny when he killed himself. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't, I, if they do show up, like I said, I, I think they're going to be there for a short period of time. Yes, to, to see the aftermath of the second movie, and then that's it. They're going to be not relevant to the story. Well, something that um, was also interesting that Mr. Marvel was referencing in this whole casting kind of drama, but it, it, it had, has nothing really to do with the drama, but just something I found interesting was it was recently announced either today or yesterday, it's probably yesterday, that... The cinematographer for Deadpool 3 is going to be the same person who also worked on Free Guy, which the director is also the same director who worked on Free Guy. So I guess he's just pulling in people from, from that he already worked with on Free Guy. I, I don't know. What, I, I mean, I get it that all these people like James Gunn and, and the director of, of Deadpool 3, all these people are like, I'm going to just use the same people I know. But also, you know... We kind of want to see branch out and get new people. I, 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 I do think I see what you're trying to say, but the thing is, yes, it's good to branch out and to and see other directors, other points of view. Yes, but right now, with how the Fox universe left, because this is quote unquote the first, other than the boner joke they did on One Division with um, this guy coming back. This is technically the first X-Men character that's going to be in the MCU. Technically. 
because he didn't. He's not swapping. He's not meant. To, he's not being brainwashed. He's not. He's literally the same person. So I think they they have to play safe. So bringing a person. X? Technically speaking, he's not from the Fox. You know, he's from the animated X Men show. So it's not technically the same. It's same actor. Yeah, but it's not the same character per se that we that we saw in those movies. So I think they have to play safe, and and by playing it safe is bringing a person who did Free Guy, and that movie was awesome. It did pretty good in the box office for being a a, a game movie. It was surprisingly good. Except, yeah, it was better it was. than it I was expected. Really good. So they have to play it safe and bringing people who has that knows what they're doing. Not saying other directors doesn't know what they're doing, but they know what they can do because they have seen it before, and they have success while doing it. So doing this. It's not surprising. They had to play smart. Yeah, I agree. Um, but changing topics into something that is still going on and very close to ending is Mandalorian Season 3. We are in the finale coming up. That previous episode just, show, uh, just aired not too long ago. And there was a lot that went on in this episode. This was the episode that many fans have been waiting for. I know not not very many people were happy with the trajectory of season three and some of the episodes that they were getting. They kinda wanted they kinda wanted what happened here. And you know what? We got it. Patience is the greatest virtue. We need patience and and, and we got what we wanted. So there was a ton that happened and before we kinda like dive deeper into this episode what were your kind of like just reactions to this episode? I'll start with you, Mr. Marvel. I mean, this episode was freaking insane. Just the fact that, I mean, even John Favreau's character, what is it, Paz, uh, Paz Vizsla? Paz Vizsla, yeah. Just goes ham on these guys and just kills so many people, but then dies. That just ruined the series for me. I can't believe that he would <laughs> sacrifice himself like that. It's like, dude, you. you you made this happen, and you're killing yourself. So there's got to be something else there. He's been in the show there. for so yeah. long. So but it was crazy. I, that episode, the, it was definitely the penultimate episode, and I enjoyed it through and through. I, I've enjoyed The Mandalorian. I even enjoyed The Mandalorian 2.5 when they introduced Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I agreed. Um, Messi, what do, you, what do you think about this episode? Uh... I gotta be honest. I, I I was giving this season so much hate because I I didn't know whether they were taking it. I I, I whatever. Yeah, it was not it's not what we expected to be because there's no really like a plan. But this episode made it more clear. The plan is to. It's been clear the whole season, but it's the whole point is to to get the their planet back and restore their their people. That's the whole point. Uh but Uno reverse. They're there the whole time. They're 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 trying to keep him away from the thing. And now there's more uh, more rumors about the the lady that builds everything. I forgot her name, but she's armor. the armorer. She's evil somehow, some shape or form. She's evil now. Or is she? Yeah, she's evil. She she left the place before it started. She how how did all those people get Vescar armor? Uh, her. Uh, helmet matches very clearly to Moth Gideon's helmet. Uh, I think they're doing it. 
think they're doing it. I think they're they're in a relationship and doing something. Um, but I think this episode was pretty great. Uh, it, two things about this episode. I really hate Grogu getting the robot and pressing yes, 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 yes. That was so funny. That was really annoying. I I I saw I. <laughs> I if Pedro Pascal was there, I know he's not on the suit this whole time. But I know he was there, he would have slapped Grogu's face. Like, <laughs> stop it. And the second part, freaking uh, John Fry was dying. Like, John died. Like, I, honestly, I did not know who he, I, all this whole time. I did not. John, I did not know John Favreau was a voice actor. You didn't know he was playing. Pez? I did not know until the last episode. I was like. Who the hell is this dude? I need to know who's voice acting, who's under the mask. And it's John. Of course, he's the best character. He was one of the best Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And then he just... Not surprised. Sacrificed. I mean, mm-hmm. when you saw uh, Bogotan make the hole on, on the wall, it was kind of small. So, did she do it on purpose? Nah, I was kidding. She just made a hole. But <laughs> I saw it so small, like, this dude was not going to fit on there. So, he saw the hole, it's like... This bit is trying to kill me. So, like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll dive in deep into this episode. <laughs> Starting off with, we finally see Moff Gideon again. Uh, we haven't seen him this whole time. We heard rumors. Is he gone? Who knows? And then we see the ship is was, you know, blasted out of space, and there was a hole. What's happening? Where is Moff? Well, guess what? Now we know he's got this council that he's, you know, talking to and trying to has got this plan, and we got the name drop. We got Thrawn's name dropped in Mandalorian. So that was really interesting. What do you guys? What do you guys think of that that first part of the episode? Oh, it, it was wild. I was not expecting anything like that. Yeah, and and you got the armor that he was wearing too. Mm-hmm. His armor. I don't know why the bad guys they know how to dress. They every bad guy that was they they look fly as hell. His outfit, his armor was was super cool. Um, but I did not expect the name drop at all. I I honestly did not think they were gonna talk about him that that soon. So I talked to Danny before, and and I think the why they they released the the trailer for Ahsoka the week before because on um, Star Wars Celebration was last weekend. Um, they and they name dropped. They, we saw his back of of his head of Thrawn, and they named up and later saw his face. Yeah, and then we <laughs> they name dropped here on this show. So it's like it's all coming together. Thrawn is gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theory is he made back, he, like he make a first appearance on the next episode. That'll be interesting to see if he actually that would comes be back. awesome. Yeah, that'll be that would be cool. Um, so we got that, and then we. Go into back to where Din and Grogu are, and we see Grogu, or we see IG-11 come back. We've been waiting to see this. Well, some people have been waiting to see this guy come back. Not the way we expected him to come back. No. Grogu is in there. It was an interesting take. I definitely want to get your guys' take on this, but Grogu's in there. I got to say one of the funniest scenes that I've ever, you know, watched on Mandalorian happen, where he was, he was just like, yes. And uh, and Dan was like, no. And he's like, yes, yes, yeah. And he just kept on clicking it. Uh, it was, oh my gosh, it was just too funny because it just reminded me of some annoying little kid. But it's Grogu, so it's 
like a cute, annoying kid, and it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, what what were you guys' thoughts on Grogu getting, I guess, control of IG Eleven? I already know Messi kind of doesn't like it, but what do you what do you think? I mean, it makes sense. Now he doesn't have to be in that little bubble carrier, yeah. and he can walk freely and actually do something. But what I feel bad for is because Taika Watiti portrayed IG Eleven. Mm-hmm. That was his thing. And now he's gone, and he's supposed to come back and do a Star Wars episode for us, or a whole series, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like maybe the Star Wars universe is already kicking Taika to the curb. I mean, uh, after... Not the first time he's been kicked to the curb. No, no. (laughs) I I mean, after he did Thor kind of dirty on on the last movie, we don't know what you're taking on Love and Thunder, but we kind of hated it on our side. Um, Yeah, so I'm not surprised Disney is like, yeah, we're kind of done with you. We, we, you were cool and all, but you, you took it to a little extreme. So I'm not surprised. I wonder what he... Honestly, I wouldn't not be opposed to him coming to Star Wars and doing his own thing on Star Wars. It would have been really interesting. Even though the the Thor movie was not the best one, but he did a lot of good things on that movie, like the, the costume portrayals and the, and the actors were in the movie and the story was kind of eh, but... It flew with it, makes some sense of it. So, like, seeing him, like, just give him, like, nothing related to the John Favreau Star Wars or the sequels. Just put him on a planet really, really, really far away and just let him do his thing. I wouldn't be, I would, I would still see it. I don't know about that one. Um, I, I think he might make it too, like, comedic. I, I don't know how I feel about a project fully comedic of star wars but yeah so so we got him in ig11 which to me was an interesting point because uh i believe it was john favreau who was interviewed or or jay filoni one of those two that were asking is grogu gonna be able to speak by the end of this season and he's like maybe and, I mean, this is Grogu speaking, right? He's saying yes and no. Is this what he meant by, no. like, I, it I could. Hope, I hope I think, not. I think this is what he meant because, like, he didn't he didn't fully say yes. It kind of sounded like a variation of a yes. So this might be that what kind of what he meant because, you know, directors and all those type of people, they be sneaky with their answers and interviews. And we've got a lot of experience with that being Marvel fans. Um so I, I think this is kind of what he meant. Like, oh, yeah, he, he was going to be able to talk by the end of this. And, and we got freaking IG-11. But um, after that. Not. I hope not. <laughs> I honestly, after that. Yeah. What, what, what? So I, I, I hope they, because the last time they teased something this big, they're like, oh, you, like, okay. So what Paul did on, on WandaVision, Vision himself, he said, oh, the, the cameo that we were expecting that we were like, oh, <laughs> it's going to be like Luke Skywalker level of cameo. Nah, but it's yourself. He literally, he's talking about himself. His cameo has himself in a white version of himself. So if they're doing the same thing here, uh, I'll be really disappointed because he tried speaking before on, on that on last episode of they were on the ship when they were like being mother, father, and kid in the back seat. Um I hope his first words are, this is the way. That's If he says that, I'll be happy. If he just says, this is the That's way. That's not going to be his first words. What do you think his first words I think his, his first words are going to be like, dad, dad, 
something something like that so anticlimactic but uh as i was saying kind of towards the end of this episode we see the armor dip and they kind of set they're kind of set up into this booby trap with with um uh the bad guy's name forgot his name slipped my mind moth gideon but moth gideon yeah moth gideon kind of leads them into this trap and they're stuck din we get this cool like sad scene where he's trying to fight them off and he's 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 taken he's done he's toast fried um wait 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 and... wait, 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 wait. Mr. 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 Marvel, um, have you have you played The Last of Us Two? I have not. You have not. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. I was gonna make a reference. Where are you going with that? Because uh, Danny Danny has not seen or played or they haven't seen because that's not out yet. But there's a scene in The Last of Us Two where Joe is being trapped, just like how we see Din, because The Last of Us is being played by the same Peter Pascal. He plays both characters. So there's, 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 there's a very similar scene that happens on The Last of Us 2 and what we happened on on the last episode with Din. So I'm not going to spoil it, so never mind. I don't want to say anything else. It's a big spoiler. I don't know if there's a connection there. but there, um, I, hope, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. So Yeah, so so he's, he's toast. Then you got all these Mandalorians uh, stuck in this kind of thing. She's got the dark saber. She makes this tiny hole, whatever. And and Paz Vizla, he decides to stay off with his big ass machine gun, fighting people off. Here's what made me mad. First off, he killed everybody. He killed everybody with the exception of the three dope ass red suit people. I forget the name, but the the clones. I don't know. Imperial troopers. The yeah. imperial troopers. Right. Right. Uh, that we haven't seen since the sequels, and and uh, he's, he killed everybody except those three. So you're telling I I promise you, if the rest of the Mandalorians had stayed, they would have been fine. But they dipped. He stayed, and obviously he cannot take on um, three Imperial tr- dope Imperial troopers. So that's kind of what happened. What do you, what do you guys think about this? This I'm, ending I, scene. I'm kind of mad. I, I'm kind of mad. Okay, so, okay, yeah. He has a big machine gun, and he was killing all the troopers, and then he overloaded. Yeah, the thing is gone. But why would they give him a little dagger at all? Well, why is he holding a little dagger? Why not a big sword or, or something big enough to fight? Because all three, all, all three dudes just came with... Big ass spears and swords, and this dude just have a little dagger with a, with his with a thing. He has a like, big machine gun. He can't carry a big machine gun and a big sword. Like they just set him up for failure. Like, well, if you if you remember, he was trying to get the dark saber uh, back from Din. What was that uh, last season? No, Boba Fett. Oh, was it in Boba Fett? Yeah, that was in Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. it, that was yeah, last season. Yeah, Mandalorian. Two point five. Two point five. There you go. But he was trying to get that back because the dark saber was actually his family's, yeah. you know, like weapon. So I think that's kind of why he still has that little tiny sword, a little knife. So disappointed. They they literally set him up for failure. It's like, okay, we're gonna give you this, and sometime in your life you're gonna fight three people with bigger sticks than you, and you're gonna lose. That's what they did with him. I'm really mad about that. 
but it's okay. It's a very sad scene. It it was a sad scene, and there's now we're kind of going into this theory hole of the finale. So I, I got all sorts of theories, but before before I say my theories, I want to hear your theories. Uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Marvel. What what do you expect in this finale? Well, I mean, for starters, I'm really hoping that Boba Fett makes an appearance. Yeah. Or at least another Jedi. Just somebody to save the day. And then I really want to know what's going to happen to Moff Gideon. Is he going to get away again? Are we going to put him down? Like, I'm just expecting something big. Because the whole, you know, having Luke Skywalker show up. How do you in tell the last... Yeah, you, you can't. So you've got to have something big. The idea, I think, I think the only way to top it is having Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka at the same time. <laughs> That's I because so I was talking to one of my friends and he he made it a, a, a very convincing theory that the one of the reasons of of them capturing Dan is because Dan knows where Luke is and Luke stopped the Death Star not once but twice. So like he. He himself is a very powerful Jedi, and he can literally stop everything that they're doing. So if they know where he is, they can go stop him. They can kill Luke. Obviously, the, the, that does not happen because he's in the sequels. Um, another theory that there is, they could erase his memory, and then he will never realize who who Baby Yoda is. Everything that he went through, that's gone as well. So like this. Two theories that they're they're very convincing that could happen as well. But yeah, I would love to see Boba Fett again. Like Boba Fett's a cool character. They kind of did him dirty, not dirty. His first two episodes were good on his show. It just whenever they did the mafia part of of the thing, were not that great. Um, but yeah, I would love I would love to see him. Uh, his her his psychic for her name her name the girl that plays Milan. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they go her his his bodyguard, um, and then I would lo- I would love to see Ahsoka because they already mentioned Thrawn, and Thrawn is gonna be on her show, so she has to make Fennec- an appearance. Fennec Shan. Yeah, her. Yeah, so she has to make an appearance because like the connection is there, and then they, what if the ending of this leads up to exactly how Ahsoka's gonna start. Because Sokka's next. Sokka's on August. This is now on April. So, it'll be interesting to see. Well, can I can I drop this mind bomb for you? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. So, we know, I guess, middle of last year, that Ray Park was on set for The Mandalorian. And Ray Park is the actor that plays Darth Maul. And we know the armor was part of Death Watch, which was run... By Darth Maul, so could Darth Maul show up and be the guy? I would lose it. I, I would lose it. I think that's it. the only way to top Luke. That's how back. you top Luke uh-huh. Skywalker, right? Oh my gosh! I that's that's mind blowing. I I never thought about that. I, I mean, by by that time, psh, out of my head. So wow. I mean, it, his his costume design on on Han Solo was pretty good. So, like, mm-hmm. there's no complaint there. I know they can pull it off. So, if Darth Maul comes back, that will be that will be pretty sick. That that will be pretty sick to to see him back. Like, he has to come back. He has to redeem himself 
from the last live action that we saw him on the very beginning on Phantom Menace. That would be. It's true. We haven't seen him live action since. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we got dope. We got dope Darth Maul in in animated form, but but not in live action. So that'd be yeah. really cool. Kind of like a little redemption there. Uh, I got all tons of theories. One, I think Thrawn makes a cameo in in the finale, leading up to Ahsoka, as as you guys were saying, kind of the connection there, this Mando universe that uh, John Favreau is trying to put the pieces together for the big finale, final movie. Um, so I do think Thrawn shows up, especially after the name drop in this in this previous episode and Ahsoka coming up. Um, as far as as far as bad guys, um, I know the armor is a very p- uh, popular theory that has shown up a lot in TikTok and 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 a lot of people's minds. And I do vibe with that. However, I do want to suggest one that I is not as popular, and I think could be a very real possibility, is Casca Reeves, Sasha Banks's character. Um, she has just been kind of sus this whole time. She's shown up. She's she's been there since season one of Mandalorian, uh, in the shadows. And sorry, season two of Mandalorian. I get these. I get all these seasons mixed up. But she's been in the shadows. She's been everywhere. So it's like I could see her. And and if you look closely to uh, her, I, I rewatched the episode. I rewatched the episode, and I was I, I try to like play and pause because I'm, I'm trying to catch these little things for for the podcast and stuff. And and you notice kind of like her her reactions to what's going on. And and for example, whenever the the trap had happened, she looked like she was she wasn't even phased. Like she's like like she knew what was going on. There there was if you look if you look at her facial reactions through everything, even when they got trapped. And Din was on the other side. She was just chilling. All the other people were like, "Oh, maybe you can't see that. You can't see the faces." But, but she, you saw her face because her mask was off, and she was just straight chilling. And I like ah, that's to me that's kind of sus. So, could it be her and the armor? Could it just be the armor? I don't know. But I think that's a possibility. And you know, she did escape, so maybe. I, I mean, there. I, I can see that I can see that happening because she made a comment on the episode the episode before uh, when she was trying to capture um, the squid and the other alien they were like in a romance type of thing um, and then there were the, the money the money is something about the money yeah so like you can't buy our you can buy our name at the right price our loyalty our loyalty yeah, yeah. um that that was kind of sus of, of, of what like. Why would you say something like that? Um, Why didn't you drop it? And uh, she didn't offer to go until after Grogu. Din and Grin, or yeah. After Din said, yeah, I'm going and Grogu's coming with me. Oh, no. I lost my camera. Uh, and she immediately <laughs> was like, yeah, I'm coming too. So that kind of sus. Yeah. I I think the, the whole squad is sus. Like her and then um, I forgot the main guy, the wolf whatever um because they were they were doing their own thing and then Bogatan came in and then humiliated him in front of his quote-unquote new squad and then took over everything um so they they could have been bought already by moth gideon and they were just doing their thing quote-unquote playing around with jab black and lisso on her planet 
And I I think they're in it. I think they know what's going on. I think they're they're backstage shit. Okay. I know this happened, like you said, she didn't react to it. Like she she was expecting it. Um but I will not be surprised if if, if Sasha like on last season she was the one talking the most. This season she's not. And the guy is. The wolf guy. I forgot his name. Max Wolf, Axe Wolf, something like that. He's the one talking the most. And last season, he said like one or two words on the whole time that he was on screen. So, let's see. And I do buy the theory uh, Mr. Marvel said of Boba Fett coming back because they're all connected. And if they're all connected and Mando goes and saves Boba Fett's ass in his season, uh, literally and figuratively, then... You got to do something for this man. Cause yeah. You have to. <laughs> you yeah. got to do something. Or else, or else then that's just messed up. Uh, so I, I do expect Boba Fett to come back. I don't know about the Darth Maul one, but man, I would be hype as yeah. heck to yeah. see that. So, and then I did hear one theory. I do want to run this by you guys. Is Do you think Din... Uh, actually, Messi had already mentioned it, but do you think Din gets his mind mind fried the same way the scientists did because uh, I don't remember if it was John Favreau or Dave Filoni, but they were asked about this the coming finale maybe about a week ago or so, and he said it's going to be really sad, uh, like a like next level sad type of thing. I don't remember the exact quote, but basically saying it's pretty intense as, as, in terms of sadness. So I could see that, like that level of sadness, because if his mind's fried, the relationship with Grogu, uh, you know, yeah, terminates for the time being, for the time being at least. And, and that would be really emotionally wrecking. So could you guys see that? Or do you guys think that's going to happen? I see, I see it happening because that was one of the things that uh, me and uh, my friend Sean was talking about. It, 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 it could lead up to that. I hope it doesn't because that will really suck. I think that will be one of the most saddest thing because we we grew we grew to love that relationship with father and son relationship since the very first moment that Grogu showed up on screen. It's like this is it. This is baby Yoda. This is his baby. There's nothing else stopping it. This is it. This is nothing else. And then damn to to take it away from like that. Father issues, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would be sad. I, I hope it doesn't come down to that. Yeah, it's going to be... we need that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but do you think it happens? I... I, I think... I don't think... I, I don't see any other sad possibility happening other than they killed then. I hope they don't kill him. They're not going to kill him off. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking possibilities of how the show will, will be sad. The, either they kill him off, or the really, really sad one, they erase his memory, and Grogu is left alone because he doesn't he has no relationship after they erase his memory to, to, towards each other. Uh, that would be the number one saddest. Second one, they kill him off, and that's it. I'd say Bo-Katan, she dies. Ooh. That's where I'm going with it. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Bo-Katan dying. Um, oh, talking about her. This is another theory that she'll be writing the... The... The Mythosaur? The Mythosaur on this episode. 
Could Maybe. the Mythosaur come back? Because, you know, that was kind of like a big them. thing halfway, halfway yeah. through the season. So yeah, I he... could see the Mythosaur coming back. But it's just, I think, the, it, I don't know the runtime of this final episode. But I don't know if they're going to have time to put all these things in. I don't know. Well, they can have end credits. That's okay. Post-credit scene. <laughs> I don't think they do post-credit scenes for, for Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They had one last season for the Book of Boba Fett. That Boba Fett doesn't count. What do you mean? They had a Book of Boba Fett <laughs> teaser. They're like, okay, so next next time we see any Mandalorian stuff, we'll be in the Book of Boba Fett. Why can't they just do five end credit scenes of each theory that we five said? Five end credit scenes. One, one for Darth uh, Maul, one for the big dinosaur coming out of nowhere. Uh, I, I, I don't see why. Why not? If they're just having a 40-minute episode, I don't see why not. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but, um, so the last topic is is going to be the Harry Potter series at HBO Max, also known as Max, <laughs> which, whatever, um, is has been announced. I don't remember. Did it have a release date? Not yet. Okay, so it didn't have a release date, but it was announced. And this series is going to be following the books. So each each episode or each season? I, I believe each it's season. each season. Each, each season, season is, is going to follow one book. Right. So uh, that's going to be really cool, but uh, I know we're all different levels of Harry Potter fans here in this episode, but something that I, I think, and I do want to get your thoughts on, on this series announcement is... I don't think it, this is going to do justice to the to fans who are like really into Harry Potter because the movies were were everything. The movies were perfect. Every everybody no one complains really about the movies. Like you don't hear like this movie was straight up poop. Like no no one no one really does that. They're like and, and you have this big universe created to all these amusement parks. Everyone's got a wand. Um and you got the characters, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and stuff like that. Now we're going to get new people, most likely. I highly doubt they're going to use the same people um, building this new relationship. And, yeah, it's following the books, so the story might be good. But we already got this this imagery of Harry Potter in our heads. And I don't I don't think fans are going to are going to like it as much as they liked the movies. So what do, what do you guys think about this this series announcement? I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Harry Potter. I watched all the movies. I absolutely love them. I, I feel like I have to do it justice and give this series a chance. But we've seen other series like this pop up that have not done so well. Yeah. So I'm open to it. But I don't know if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad. I'm I'm on the 50-50 fence on it. Like, yes. I'm a huge fan of, of the Harry Potter stuff, universe, everything. A huge fan of it. Obviously, in the movies, they didn't tell all the stories that are on the books. And that's where most fans who read the book and saw the movie after, they they left out and they realized like they left out a lot of storylines that could have made more sense to the movies. And that makes sense. There, there's going to be more detail to the book. What I'm scared about, they're going to change too much of it. Because all these woke stuff happening, 
Um, don't get me wrong. If they want to do anything, change some stuff. By all means, is we're we're in the new era of television, new era of everything. Everything is okay, but I'm scared they're gonna have to change too much about it to just to make it fit the quote unquote agenda of of, of studios to make everybody happy. That's that's what I'm scared about because yes, it's okay to change characters and whatever, but don't don't change the books to make everybody happy. If you if you're gonna bring something that has already been made and keep it true to the source. Don't really change too much about it. That's that's what I'm really scared about because what we have seen before with with woke stuff that's been going to the TV or movies or whatever hasn't really done really good on on box office or numbers. It's not me. It's the actual numbers of the TV and and, and numbers of money is not really doing good. Bucks Lightyear, they just put one gay person on it and the movie bomb. Movie was and it good. wasn't even that bad of a the movie. movie. The yeah. movie was pretty good. But there's a lot of, you know, backlash towards people that uh, feel a certain way about, about that exactly. kind of stuff. So, it's literally a kid's movie. There's, there's no literally no agenda in it. It's just a kid's movie. And it bombed. So, that's why I'm afraid if they if they change too much of it and and the world is, has two views of, of, of the whole point of it, that's I'm scared that's not going to... <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I see, I see what you're saying because uh, you know there's already some controversy surrounding J.K. J.K. Rowling. Exactly, exactly. I, especially with her. She is going to be, she is going to be heavily uh, involved in it too. Heavily involved in this show. So could the controversy, you know, ultimately be the downfall of this show? With you know some people liking what she's doing and some people hating what she's doing and then ultimately the show fails because of this divisive fan base and uh, but one thing i do have going for it is hbo max slash max has put out great content shows lately uh these past these past few years so um, if they keep going towards that trend, and look, Messi's wearing a House of Dragons, season two is coming up, but if they uh, just started filming, if they keep going towards this trend of great shows, I think it could be a very good, very well, you know, show, well, well off show, because they, they really haven't put, like, as far as stuff in relation to other, to other previous things in the past, they haven't put out bad content. Um, but going into that, I, I do, something that just, I don't know about irks me, or I don't know if this bothers you or not, but we're now in the age, we've been in this age for the past couple years where no, the creativity is gone. The creativity of cinema is gone with the exception of, of a few things. Uh, now it's all about nostalgia and, and bringing, bringing back to life things that were already made but just kind of expanding on it. It's kind of bringing it back to this old, old fan base. Do what works because you don't want to take the risk of doing something new. I think that's what it is. People don't want to take the risk of, ta- of doing something new. It bombing. It, they, they, it takes too much work. You take too much work to make something new. And they're just bringing something from the, back from the past. And they're doing the same thing now with Harry Potter. They got I mean, this series coming back. I, 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 and yeah. 
they, they, we have seen it done, especially with the Harry Potter universe. They they brought three movies with the Fantastic Beasts one, one, two, and three. One was good, two was met, and three was trash. Like, it's, it's new, quote unquote new, because it's not really in relation to the Harry Potter stuff. And, and it, it failed. So and now they're failed. going back to they're now they're going, going back to nostalgia. So I don't know. I don't know about you, Mr. Marvel or Messi, but to me that kind of bothers me. It's like, yes, I, I love nostalgia. Don't get me wrong. I I love seeing these things that, feeling, that I used yeah. to love in the past and, and getting that feeling. But also, there's another side of me that's like, the creativity is is where the magic is. Like that's that's what make us love something new and bring something new that now we have something for our kids. Uh, and, to grow up on the same way we grew up on certain things, but no one's really doing that anymore. Because well, that's Hollywood yeah. for you. There's usually about 10 to 15 scripts that just keep on getting recycled over and over again. And it's sad, but we need new, fresh content. And, and the sad thing about that is every time they try to do something new, it bombs. It, it doesn't really go that, that good. Can you really name... 10 movies on the past five years other than MCU Star Wars or already part of a established franchise that has done really good. I can't, I can't really name a lot of movies that are like, like you think of all the stuff that does, that's done good. Avatar two. That was back from 2009. Uh, Top gun two, or, you know, the sequel to top gun that was back in forever. Or 30 ago. years ago. Yeah. Oh, you know, all these things that's literally just, coming back and they do good in the box office and sometimes they're very good movies but the the creativity i don't know when it's going to come back or if it ever comes back i i'm sure it will the thing I, is I it's, the it's there it's got to die the 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 creative people are there thing is it's hollywood hollywood only cares about what makes money what is bringing them pockets to, <laughs> to their money to their pockets what is that nostalgia bringing back what people love Bringing back like actors, bring like that. Not only one franchise did it; like three franchises did the same thing. They brought actors back just for for the pleasing us. Uh, Marvel did it with Spider-Man. Ghostbuster did it with their Ghostbusters, and Jurassic Park. They brought the character from Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. Like they is 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 this very annoying. Lack of of creative, but there is people creative on on Hollywood. Like this movie uh, that won the best picture on uh, last Oscars on this year or last year. Uh, everything, um, everything, everything else. Was. That one, that one was awesome. And yet again, it's not your typical franchise that wow, like one of these things. And that one was good. Like it, it, it's really hard to pick what movie goes to 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 go that big. But it's really hard for people who are who want to make it big, but they they're they're not trying as hard because they know their movies are not it's not gonna go anywhere. It's, it's a very it's a very hard fifty fifty, and not even seventy five twenty five. <laughs> nah, I, I I agree, and that that's good. Uh, Mr. Marvel, do you have any anything else to add on to that? No, I mean you're spot on there. I'm mean, just with the Ghostbusters. We we had three amazing Ghostbusters movies. Then it comes back with an all-female cast. It was hilarious, but it bombed. So now they try to revive it with a younger cast. And then going 
you know, taking it back to the original cast. And it's like, come on, you're you're recycling a perfectly good franchise that should have just literally been left dead. Right. Um, and Peter Pan. We got another Peter yeah. Pan coming out. That's like the 20th Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, Peter Pan. Um, Talking about Peter Pan. All the live actions now. Every animation is going into live action. Lion mm-hmm. King. I want to say I want to say something about Peter Pan, and this is something that's like obviously a hundred percent not what the topic is about. But I want to see a Peter Pan story of when Peter Pan is the actual villain of the story, and Captain Hook is one of the kids that escaped him when he was a kid because he the old thing is he brings kids from the real world to Neverland, and then all those kids grew up and he can't because he's dead, he's a ghost, and he's haunting the whole island. And the Captain Hook was one of the kids. Imagine Peter Pan is a villain and Captain Hook is a real thing, the real um, hero. Boom. That's what we need. Because Tinkerbell, fairies or whatever, are supposed to be like these little demons that eat people. So where's that Peter Pan? We need that uh, Peter we're not, Pan. We're not getting that dark Peter Pan and Disney. <laughs> not in Disney. We, we got that, Disney. Um, what, the, the oh, what was it? Pooh Bear. Uh, the right? Pooh, I don't know. It, yeah, it, I, I right, forgot what right. it was. But that wasn't associated with Disney. Yes, it well not associated, but it was the characters. We had Christopher Robin, we had Pooh, Everything. we had Piglet. Yeah, it was because they lost the rights to Winnie the Pooh, so they picked it up and went with it. And I, Mickey Mouse, the rights are gone at the end of this year. Yep, right. So is somebody going to pick up Mickey Mouse and do something different? Ooh. Although I, I highly doubt Disney would let that slide. But it, they just keep on recycling. Like look at um, Pixar. They said they'll never do another sequel after what the last Toy Story, <laughs> and now they're coming out with a Toy Story number five. Toy like come Story on, five. just why money? Yeah, money. I mean, money. I I wasn't really a fan of 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 the fourth one. I don't I don't know if you guys were. I really wasn't a big fan of the fourth one. I love how the third one ended. It was a great experience in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I cried i thought those toys were gonna be done toasted but no toasted they got saved. yeah but but that little forky i'm trash that is <laughs> that's trash. classic yeah the movie's trash <laughs> yeah that's what the whole okay. thing is oh uh, toy story 4 i don't think it was bad it was bad but but it, was it wasn't a bad it was a, it was it whatever was um i don't know how you could i don't know how you can finish off but um before we end the show, I do want to ask Mr. Marvel, do you have any hot takes, recommendations, as anything you want to just say to the, the podcasting world out here? I mean, if you guys are ready for the Creature Commandos, you've got to go watch Suicide Squad. You've got to go watch Peacemaker. And I think there's even another Peacemaker 2 in the works right now or just mm-hmm. wrapped. So you got to get out there and watch that. Get caught up on it. Figure out, understand who Weasel is because it's really going to be tied <laughs> around Weasel. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love Weasel. Oh, speaking of him, he, he uh, the Sean's gun brother, I forget, the, one of the gun brothers, he's coming back again. And one of the, you said his name. Yeah, Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn, yeah. He's one of the most recycled car- persons on the James Gunn <laughs> universe. Like, all the, all, all the movies he's done. I think this is like four, four characters or three characters he plays on DC already. He has the Weasel. He has Calendar Man. And now the new character that he's playing on this show. That's three characters and what? How in many the movies? same universe. In the same universe. So, like, yep. come on, James Gunn. Hire new people, bro. <laughs> He's trying to save money. You, you yeah. just well, now he's got his wife and everything. Uh, that's true. Yeah, so you got your wife, you got your brother. 
it's a it's just a family run business. That's that's mm-hmm. all it is. Um, I do have one question for you before we we cap off the show, and uh, I, we're just gonna leave it at this. No explanation. I just want to hear the answer. Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Oh, come on. Have you listened to my episode? Because I am Team Cap all the way. We have. We have. I've listened to the episode, but I want to hear the, the people who haven't, who don't listen to your episode. Um, I kind of wanted to lead into that uh, because I wanted to hear your answer. And then I was going to say, go ahead. Well, I'll let you do, I'll let you do that whenever you, uh, we introduce uh, outro, which we're going to do now. So where uh, you can say where they found you, uh, all your work. You can just recommend it. You can definitely – uh, you can check out uh, Mr. Marvel's Minutes on every podcast platform there is. Unfortunately, I am on a podcast hiatus. Um, I have taken on a new role as a content creator for Twitch Gaming. Um, I am now a sponsored video game player. I've got like six different sponsors working on more. So I'm, I'm putting podcasting off to the side for a little bit to pursue – a career in playing video games, which I mean, that's everybody. Oh, like, for real. That's a dream. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, bro. Where, yeah. where can I sign yeah. up to this? Right. <laughs> it, it is a full-time job. I like, get, it's no joke what I have to do to put the work into this. And I thought podcasting was going to be that outlet when I started last year. And the community is great. The people are great, but you know, sponsors don't sponsor podcasts. It, right. Podcasts are all about ads. And then eventually, once you get the ads, then you can monetize. But gaming, when you're good, you've got the marketing background. I am jamming. I mean, we're sponsored by all these companies. I won't even name drop them. <laughs> <laughs> and, Check me out on Twitch. <laughs> for those for those out there that do are, are interested, what, what type of gaming are, are, are you playing? So I am a variety gamer. I switch it up. I do Modern Warfare Mondays. I do Fall Guys Fridays. I do spooky games on Thursdays. Uh, Right now, I am playing X Defiant, which is the new game coming out from Ubisoft. It is in a closed beta, so I'm playing the hell out of it this week. Uh, It will be a free game on every platform once it drops. You won't have to spend a dime on this. And this is a mix between Apex, Call of Duty... All your favorite first-person shooters. This game is going to be the new big game of 2023. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> that's 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 a that's that's awesome. Um, so yeah, you can find me at Danny42 with three N's because two N's was taken on Instagram. Um, please, if you are a uh, person offering money to be my sugar mama. Don't follow me. I get at least one of those a day. I don't want to be. I don't want you to be my sugar mama. And uh, but if if you do want to be that person, you can follow this guy. No, you cannot follow me. Uh, but you can follow me at Messi Seventeen underscore on Instagram. Uh, but if you don't want to follow us, you can always follow us on Unqualified Heroes on TikTok, uh, not Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, just listen to us, share, comment, and. Give us your weirdest hot take on any superhero stuff that you want to talk about or any other shows. But if you want to comment specifically on what we talked about today, drop in the comments. We'll comment back to you guys. And again, we want to say thank you to Mr. Marvel for joining us today. It was a great episode. We love having new people here. We love talking about nerd stuff to other nerds. And that's what we're here for. Thank you, guys. All right. 
Unqualified Heroes. Bye, 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 bye.